Welcome to Cogniz Education Untapped podcast, the show where we bring you experts and leading practitioners in the field of education. Hello, welcome to EPs Untapped, the first in a series of podcasts by the Educational Psychology Service in Cogniz in Sutton. My name is Dr. Lisa Carmody and I am an educational psychologist working at Cogniz. I'm here today with my colleagues. Would you like to introduce yourselves? I am Dr. Kate Payne, an educational psychologist also working in Cogniz. And I'm Dr. Joe Succi, specialist educational psychologist. Brilliant. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to share our reflections of being an EP during a pandemic, including the challenges we faced in our professional and personal lives, the positive changes we have noticed, And in true EP fashion, we will share our so what, the learning points from our experiences and what we will take forward. In typical EP fashion, shall we start with the positives? Thinking about your work as an EP since that first lockdown in March, what are some positive changes you've noticed? For me, um, it was really noticing the impact on well-being being raised on the agenda. Schools were talking about staff well-being, about student well-being, and it was a time where us as EPs could really support schools in being able to promote and raise awareness of mental health. Mm. Do you notice that, Jo, at all? Definitely. I think well-being and kind of positive emotional health is something that we have been trying to kind of put on the agenda with schools for, for quite a long time now. But it's really kind of been put into um, kind of the spotlight, really, during the pandemic. And um, maybe those kind of conversations where we felt we were kind of trying to trying to encourage schools. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, they're coming to us and being much more proactive in terms of asking for kind of support for staff well-being, as well as kind of ideas and, and consultation about pupils for, for whom well-being is a concern. So I've, I've definitely noticed that. Um yeah, definitely. I, I would I'd agree as well from from my practice. It was it was really a, a priority at that time. And lots of the work that I was doing back in the summer term was all focusing on how can we support teachers and uh, students and parents as well. Lots more of those the parent phone calls and um, parent support. It was it was really good. Is there anything else that you guys noticed so we have the kind of the well-being on the was raised on the agenda what else do you notice that was positive I kind of I feel it's it's almost been easier to kind of talk to that wide range of people who there maybe isn't time to kind of get in contact with during the normal kind of busy school term so actually parents who who may have been quite difficult to to have a conversation about a pupil with have have kind of been easier to make contact with or some of those bits of kind of um, multi-agency working that we've spoken about for a long time have become possible because people's time is freed up or the the kind of provision of online meetings mean that um yes you can back your day (laughs) kind of completely up with with zoom meetings but but it has given a bit more flexibility um and and chances to work a little bit differently and, and with a wider range of of kind of stakeholders 
Yeah, I definitely agree with you. It's been much easier to pop into a meeting and it's only taken, say, 20 minutes of your day in comparison to beforehand having to go to the school and to mm. get a different range of people at that same place at that same time has always historically been really challenging. And actually, by working virtually, we've been able to do that much, much more. Um, something that you definitely wanting to carry on that kind of idea of working with different people much more. And if you think about in schools that they were engaging in those online meetings with us, but also thinking about another positive of the amount of work they were doing differently day to day, teaching some students on site, teaching other students virtually and still joining all these multidisciplinary meetings. I think what I really found from the summer term and the autumn term just gone by is really uh, how much teachers are doing and how much schools are doing that they're still asking for more support from other people you know still putting strategies in place and I just thought that really shone through. I think it's it's almost that schools have kind of offered that sense of normality and I suppose for us, actually, we're in that privileged position where, yes, the, the way in which we deliver our work is different, but we're doing lots of the same things that we were doing before. And I think for me, that's been a really that's been really helpful. I think lockdown and and this this whole kind of year really would have been much more difficult to manage if my job had also changed kind of out beyond recognition so Mm. the fact that schools have been there and actually they've been doing lots of the same things and and actually we know that it's that kind of stability consistency that schools Mm. offer that routine for children those relationships that that they build with kind of key adults in school it's all of that has kept on going on and and I think I found it really important to to make sure people are aware are kind of aware of that and and that idea of resilience being fueled by kind of ordinary magic um Mm. just reminding people that actually no you don't need to go and do 20 different things because actually these these three core things that you have always done you still need to keep doing um and and that's what's going to be the thing that kind of makes the difference yeah I think you raise a really important question there about relationships and the importance um of them that's really um come out quite a lot in the work so far definitely about making sure we keep those relationships going yeah, brilliant. So lots of positives there, thinking um, about your work as an EP and raising some things about well-being being raised on the agenda, multidisciplinary work, discussions about resilience there. And what it all comes back to is relationships. So now thinking about the challenges of this year, we know that it has been a challenging year for everyone but it would be really interesting to hear about the particular challenges that you faced as EPs both in your work and in your personal lives. I think one of the main challenges has probably been the kind of change in terms of how we deliver a lot of our work from doing absolutely everything face to face to really kind of pulling back and delivering initially kind of in in March last year everything on on a virtual basis and I think that was a big shock for all of us I think Mm. there were some things that really kind of easily transitioned to this way of working Um, but I think it also kind of I suppose emphasized to me how 
we make a decision to to kind of do this kind of role because we're interested in people we are motivated by having social interactions and whilst you can fulfill that need in part by by having online virtual meetings actually something is really mm. something is is kind of qualitatively different yeah. um than, than being face to face and in person with people so i think that's it's been a challenge um in terms of delivering the service that that we deliver doing our job but but also from that kind of personal satisfaction mm. about work per perspective I don't know if, if we spoke others... of that but recently didn't we in um in in team meetings I think about delivering training online and the differences and how there are kind of different social norms of being an attendee or delivering a training that actually um you know having having your camera on having your mic on or off all these new um social rules that have been created and and I, I thought that was a bit of a a challenge that that arose from adapting my work definitely and I think it comes back to a moment ago we were talking about how important relationships are um, and during this new way of working it's something that's been really impacted on and having that reduced social interaction um, and kind of losing that sense of belonging and having to find new ways to experience mm. that and as you say as a team I think we've missed out on those incidental conversations we've always had in the office now we have to actively create virtual meetings to be able to have that and it, it isn't mm. the same and that happens in our personal lives but also pressurely as well with his schools and um, having to organize and think about things much more mm. and I think a phenomenon about zoom fatigue or virtual mm -hmm. fatigue has really um has been something that's been sort of raised much more this year about being back-to-back -back meetings and the impact yeah. of that on us mm, because there has been that kind of sense almost well if I'm in my flat and I'm on my computer for the working day, actually, what, why shouldn't I put in a meeting for <laughs> on the hour, every hour? And actually not that recognition that there is no way we would we would even kind of countenance doing that if we had to get from school to school to school. But mm -hmm. there is something about working in this way that feels less, I don't know, that makes you feel that you can do that and, and almost kind of not respect those professional um, boundaries or, or give yourself mm. those, those limits that, that you would normally um, yeah I, I was say, your work for yeah. yourself isn't it and looking mm. after yourself and and the expectations you have on yourself I I totally agree because adapting the work to be more to be virtual friendly takes more time as well as, as doing being able to fit more um, virtual meetings in but thinking about that kind of um, that the topic of doing things virtually and not in person um in terms of your personal lives what what has been a, a particular challenge that you've noticed in terms of social interaction maybe friendships family yeah I think for me it's spending all day and evening in the same house um mm. and having to try and find ways of doing having a difference between what work day looks like compared to what the my evenings look like what my weekends look like and I think the, the physical nature of leaving the office to go home it kind of breaks up the day and so how can we do that when we're at home you know in this often in the same room as where we would be sort of spending our evenings yeah and I've even kind of bizarrely at times felt like I've missed that kind of traveling to and from work and having that time 
and it's normally just listening to the radio <laughs> but actually not having that kind of um transition between at home and work and that time that is a bit more it's kind of a deload that it's a bit mm. of a chill time in between and that's gone when your office and your home are <laughs> the same room yeah um, it's processing time isn't it definitely Especially with our work I know I know some other EPs have said that as well their car journey you know they listen to certain podcasts or different things and just kind of um process the day great so it's really good to hear um both the kind of things that you've found helpful and also the things that have been a bit challenging both in your professional and personal lives but bringing those both together what do you think you would take away from these experiences how how will they affect your practice and personal lives going forward yeah I think um some of the discussions today really highlights that there are real pros to be able to work virtually but also some real challenges with that as well and I think going forward once the world returns to some level of normality it'll be thinking about using virtual means much more than we did do previously mm. but actually the combination of both and that there are times when actually a face-to-face meeting is going to be the best way to move forward and to work. But there are other times, especially when you're trying to get a group of different people together, where virtual means is going to be much easier. So I can envisage that um, in education, we're going to be using sort of virtual mm. um, consultation much more than we ever did previously. Yeah, and I was going to say, we've obviously, we've kind of had to move all of our training opportunities online because having a big group of people together is kind of the, the biggest no-no, isn't it? But actually, I think that's made us be quite critical about actually the effectiveness of delivering mm. kind of professional development and thinking is a whole day of just talking at a group of teachers effective. And and actually, probably we kind of always knew that it wasn't the best way of doing it, but we've been forced into thinking, well, how do we break up this training program? How do we make sure that actually we're kind of delivering a bit and we're giving those kind of delegates the chance to go away and implement some things and, and come back and problem solve it and really make sure that that training is something that they mm. can embed and um kind of fully incorporate into their practice so I I really think we've we've learned some quite important lessons yeah from from how we've been working in that way and it's interesting isn't it because the the research on implementing training you know does suggest that it should be done over over time but that's that's the logistics of that is quite mm. hard I think um but having actually had a go at doing it I I totally agree Joe. I'm the same I'm thinking yeah we need to have those gaps and I think as well it's it's probably made all of us really take a step back and think about well what is our work-life balance Mm. and it's it's maybe easier to kind of miss before when um you were kind of running on adrenaline and being so so busy for the whole week and kind of getting to the weekend and continuing to be really really Mm. busy and Monday morning just feeling like a kind of continuation of of the week before and 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 really not kind of having any downtime and I think because we we've we've done kind of some of that thinking I'm really hoping that actually going forward everybody does try and kind of hold on to those things that they've been doing that are really positive for for their self-care and and their own kind of emotional well-being and resilience and and learning lessons that that we do stick by um as a result I agree it's 
forced everyone to really slow down mm-hmm. and to really enjoy some of the more simpler things such as going for a walk or kind of being in nature or perhaps gardening or doing things like that that perhaps we never would have had time for previously and I know me personally I've sort of said to myself to make sure that I do give myself that weekend sometimes where I don't plan anything and then just can do some of those things I have been doing more so recently so I think it's kind of forced us to view life a little bit differently yeah definitely all the banana breads that were produced and (laughs) sourdough attempts and everything but it is it's nearly getting back to um basics and you know doing things that are are therapeutic in the sense and and more self-care activities yeah and I like that Kate about the trying to have one weekend where you don't book anything in um which which will be a challenge I'd imagine in the near in the future when we um, are able to live more social lives and definitely I think as well what this has taught us is the importance of um, our families and our friends and by not being able to see those closest to us I think it's really highlighted how important it is to mm. see those people so I think when we can do a game that's going to be everyone's first priority is to spend really quality time with those that they've not been able to in the last we're coming up to a year now yeah and anything but a walk (laughs) in your local park I think would be most welcome (laughs) well thanks so much Kate and Joe, for sharing your experiences of being an EP throughout this pandemic and I found it really validating of my experience too So thanks again for coming on. I look forward to our future podcast together. Thanks for listening to the first episode of EPs Untapped. Join us for the next episode where we will be discussing the worry about attending school and our experiences as EPs of working with this. If you don't want to miss out, then please subscribe on your usual podcast channel. Thank you.